Welcome back to Soulback. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here with Tom and Ed. What is going on, guys? I'm chilling, players. What's up? What's up, guys? We're on a roll here. Let's keep it going. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, first and foremost, um, I would just let's just like to say I'm so thankful that Avant is still alive. Man, the internet was going crazy, but Tom, we got oh confirmation he's he's good, right? We confirmed from the label, management checked in too, so yeah, he's fine. He just was on a, a diet, I think, for real. But you know what's crazy to me, player? Even after you got confirmation from the label, even after you've gotten word from the people who actually know this man for real, people were still saying, well, I don't know, he looks like Skeletor in these photos that could possibly be doctored. So, you trust random person on twitter over the man who actually knows a lot i hate 2019 well he wasn't helping the situation by not chiming in himself you know and yeah and that's true and that was bothering me because i was saying look if people on twitter saying man he's out here looking like skin and bones i don't know think he's gonna die any minute you would think that i would come up and be like no y'all i'm good but silence makes you seem guilty yeah, but shout out to Avant. Good to know that he's healthy, alive, and well. But guys, I got a serious question for you guys before we get into some fun games. Um, Janae Aiko and Mila J, of course, their siblings, they were at Disneyland during the weekend or last weekend, and they were having lots of fun. So, Tom, I got a question for you. If you were walking around Disneyland, you know, with Marlene and your kid, and your boy Music Soul Child was with his family, would you, what, what's the proper <laughs> etiquette? Would you go up to him and be like, oh my god, music, it's good to see you? Or would you just let him have fun with his family? Well, I know him personally and his team, so I, of course, would go up to him. Uh, the proper etiquette for a fan, I'd say if you be respectful, you know, don't. if someone's sitting down with a bite of food in their mouth, I don't know if that's appropriate, but, I mean, Ed, how would you handle this? I mean, I think it would be fine as far as if you're... Again, it depends on the situation, player. If you are wandering around and you see music and I don't know if he's still with 702 Girl or the baby or whoever he's with, and they're wandering around next to Goofy, I mean, it's cool to say, what up, music? I like loving music. That album, fire. I don't care what y'all say. Like, that's fine. If he is mid-chew on a turkey leg sitting down with his family, no. If he is at the urinal and that man ain't even washed his hands yet, don't stick something in his hand for him to sign, you nasty. Like, just oh use common goodness. sense. Oh, man. Ed. Well, what if Tur- you walk up to him at, at, at the next urinal over? Can you start conversation? Is that appropriate? No. Wait until he's no longer <laughs> holding his stuff in his hand and the hands are washed. And then he goes out the door. Then you can talk about Soul Star and how that album is kind of underrated. Then you can do that. But wait till he puts God. everything back in his pants and everything is washed before you do that. <laughs> courtesy, people. Right. It's common courtesy. What about if we pretended we were TMZ and took out our phone and just started recording them as they were walking with their family? That's not cool, but I see people do that all the time. Oh, you see of course. People... I mean, what? Wow. Yes. Player, listen. There was just a video of people recording a dude beating up an old woman on a bus. You know how you New Yorkers do. My God. And nobody did everything. Everybody just watched and laughed. 
Like, come on now. I mean, again, I that's hate where society is at now. Yep, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's proper etiquette 101 with when it comes to Disneyland and seeing your favorite artists. Now, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Jagged Edge for a second here. Uh, Tom, I think we're still doing our, our weekly shout-outs, right? Do you have a fan that you want to shout-out? Uh, you put me on the spot. I didn't have one prepared. Um, you know who I'm going to shout-out, actually? i got to give a shout-out to Devmatic on Instagram. This guy has been tagging us in concert photos for, for months, I'd say. Um, he's a legit photographer, though. He's been uh, he's on the Millennium Tour. I think he's the official photographer. I thought that was pretty cool. He's getting some good shots. So shout-out to Devmatic. Absolutely. Now, I was going to give a quick shout-out to Del Williams, who, uh, Tom, when you posted about Jagged Edge's new photo shoot, he replied back with uh, something along the lines of, let's get back to fixing the music before we, uh, before we start taking photos. And I was like, damn, that's not cool. But another interesting... Uh, shout-out to Del Williams. Yeah, shout-out to Del. But another interesting post that happened, you had posted the news that they were working, I believe, on their 10th studio album, Tom? Yeah, 10th studio album, the follow-up to the, the Layover album. Uh, we heard the first single couple weeks ago closest thing to perfect so they're coming with that new album this year um they had a promo shoot so should be interesting but based on the first single i think we know what we're gonna get ed (laughs) play it listen 10 albums in there are some great albums in that batch of nine i'm hoping that 10 feels not too much like layover because let me tell you about that single it was not close to perfect Hey, 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 now, guys, we're not now, Kyle, we're not here. Guys, guys, I'm going to reel it back in before we get off the tracks here. This was not a criticism or, a, or, or an, an analysis of Jagged Edge's new music, but an interesting comment that did happen. Uh, a fan said, Jagged Edge has nine albums already. So <laughs> I was just about to guys, say that. <laughs> so, Tom, we're going to give you a little R&B trivia here. Because I'm confident because of Ed's expertise on Keith Sweat and R&B in general, I don't need a test him anymore. So, Tom, can you name every single Jagged Edge album in chronological Ooh. order from the beginning up until now? Can you do that? I'm going to try. So, it started with a Jagged Era. Then it was J.E. Mm-hmm. Heartbreak. Then it mm-hmm. was Jagged Little Thrill. Mm-hmm. Then it was Hard, I believe. My favorite. Yep. Then it was the... Was next one the self-titled album? Yep. Um, then it was... Um, uh, what's the name of that album with the Ashanti single? Yeah, um, right. If that's how you that's remember the, that you know album. I'm talking about, right? It's the Baby Making Project, yes. Yes, yes. That was a weird album. I will talk about that another time. Yeah, uh, after that, that honestly, it, it gets a little hazy after that, I'll be honest with you. Oh. Well, you're asking me to name them off the spot. You know how many albums I have in my collection? <laughs> you love Jagged Edge. What? Um, let me think real quick after that. You're almost there. You almost got it. We'll, we'll throw them out, Ed. Let's go. Well, think. I'll give you a hint. It's a single. Well, it wasn't really a single, but it's a, it was named after one of their songs. Tom, the album has the great song Spaceship on it, if that helps. No, yeah, that doesn't I remember- help. I do remember that album. That is a good song. I can't remember the name of the album. The album name that is w- The Remedy. 
the remedy. Oh, yes. the remedy. Ed, you remember this? Yes, I reviewed it. And what, and what came after the remedy? Then we're talking J.E. Heartbreak 2. Yes, yes, okay. And then the album of which we do not speak. <laughs> uh, right. over. So I got I got the, the the important part. You know, the first yeah, half. Yeah, you, you did pretty good. I at least knew they had ten albums. It wasn't like I was unaware. <laughs> well, it's it's weird to think of them having that many albums. Like we, a lot of times, our mind cuts off after the Jagged Edge album in '06. But they've been working for the ten years after that. Yep. All right, guys. It's time for some fun R&B facts. So, Ed, as you know, Jaquees, the self-proclaimed king of R&B, he dropped his new single, uh, My Peace, featuring your favorite mm-hmm. rapper slash singer, Little Baby, which, Ed, I don't understand the love or the hype about this guy, but you might. But some fun facts for you, Tom and Ed. Uh, Ed, did you know that Jaquees, from when he first started till now, he has dropped 10 mixtapes? That's a lot of music. I know he dropped a ton of mixtapes. I didn't know there were 10. But yes, Jacquees has been around for a while. That's no question. All right. And Tom, your fun R&B fact of the day. So let's take it to social media for a second, Tom. You follow all of your favorite artists on social media, don't you? Yes. And you follow them because you support them, right? And you want to see what they're up to. Right. So can you please explain to me why our uh, co-host, Mr. Ed Bowser, does not follow Keith Sweat on Instagram? Hmm. Ed? Now, this is news to me. I don't follow Keith on Instagram. I think. You know what it is, Kyle? I think it's because he got blocked and it won't show up as him following. Oh, my God. First of all, I need you to stay out of my mentions to figure out who's being blocked and who's not being blocked. I did not know well, I, I wasn't following Keith. Ed, you don't have to feel bad, man. We got blocked by Keisha Cole for no reason, too. So, Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Let's not bring that up again. <laughs> She'll be hey, out at least here ple- with the... At least Pleasure P unblocked us. Unless, uh, at least Pleasure P unblocked us. I still don't I understand can, what that was about. I can say with full confidence we've never done anything to deserve being blocked by anyone. Come on. The support we give these guys... Right, I agree. Maybe except but, Usher. But Usher hasn't blocked us. I will no, say I love Keisha, but Keisha, uh, there was a time when she got pissed at me and unpissed at me in the span of three minutes on Twitter. So she can be a little temperamental on these social medias. Well, the worst <laughs> thing I will say about Pleasure P is about a decade ago, my wife, who was then my girlfriend, uh, was kept playing Boyfriend Number 2, and I yelled at her and told her to shut it off because I didn't like the song. Well, I mean, that's kind of a weird song for you to hear. Like, she's trying to tell you something. I'd be like, all right, Marlene, well, chill on we did have song, a, We did have a breakup the next year, but we eventually worked it out, and we're now happily married. So there's that. Well, there is always a happy ending to this, and thankfully there is no boyfriend number two. Yes, rumor, uh, rumor has it Tom was singing Pleasure Pete's other hit, Did You Wrong, and everything was okay. <laughs> that's how we got her back. I don't even know that song. Let's keep it moving. All right. <laughs> um, some new music for you guys. Uh, Maxwell, his new EP, which features a bunch of unreleased 
remixes came out recently. I don't think any of us have heard it yet. It's been a crazy week for us. But once we get a chance to listen to it, we'll give you our thoughts because we all love Maxwell. And Marvin Gaye also dropped a album. Well, I guess his label dropped um, an album full of unreleased Marvin Gaye songs. Salam Remy produced a song on there, Tom? That's our boy. One of our favorite producers. Yep. Yeah, no um, question. More... One of the most underrated in R&B and hip-hop. Love Salam. And he always does it for the culture. You gotta love it. Um, some more new music that came out. Shanice has a new single out. And Lipstick G- Gypsy, Tom, one of your favorite new acts. They dropped, a, they dropped their EP. That's, that's exciting news. Yep, yeah. definitely check that one out. I haven't checked that one out yet, and I'm very excited to. So I'll report back on that one pretty soon. And people seem yep. pretty excited about Shanice being back, so that's that's cool too. Exactly. Now, can we get into the player, please, really quickly, guys? I got two for you guys. Oh boy, here we go. Or maybe three. Um, actually, this is not even a player, please, can, Tom. I forgot to mention. Can we talk about Jaheem's epic Instagram rant for a second? Yes, we can. I don't know this. Log on to our Instagram profile real quick. We reposted it and then report back while I just discuss it real quick. Uh, first off, I have no idea what was going on at the beginning of that post. He said something about his album had an abortion and it's being rebirthed or something. It was really what? weird. <laughs> the moral of this post was, though, that the music industry kind of is tearing this guy apart, made him scrap a whole album. And he's got to start from scratch. And uh, we wrote, it, see, the music industry is not all fun and games, people. So, yeah, he's going through some things right now. Uh, he might be off that Uber job. I don't know if he's, you know, he might have been able to quit oh, that. Oh, stop. Stop. But, uh, we haven't even confirmed he's, if, he was an, if he's an Uber driver. You can't say that. Yeah, that's true. We have no idea. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> It just goes to show you about the music industry. People think it's all glitz and glamour, and it's all positive stuff, but there's a lot of evil stuff going on, too. So I don't know what's going on with Jaheim, but that post was a little concerning. I'm looking at it now. My goodness, it looks like some kind of letter that some villain would send before Batman crashes through the window to save the person. It's (laughs) on some stuff, dog. But, I mean, we talk about it here a lot on the podcast. We... And a lot of times we complain that our favorite artists aren't doing what we want them to do. And they should be doing this, and they should be doing that, and they should be in the spotlight. This post tells you that it's a lot deeper and a lot more psychologically draining than we sometimes give um, credit for. The business will eat folks alive, and poor Jaheen looks like he's going through it. I suggest y'all check out, you know, I got Soul's IG page and see this, because this is my first time looking at it, Lord. Damn. So let's get into the play of please here before Mr. John B. joins us on the podcast. Uh, Ed, we got two. Tom, I'm going to start out with this one. Um, So a couple of episodes ago on the podcast, we had talked about chicken tenders, chicken strips, and how uh, there was a huge recall on them because they found rubber in these chicken strips. (laughs) Well, another, another report came out today. They're doing another recall because those chicken strips... Now, people have found that there's metal in these chicken strips. Tom, are you eating chicken or are you eating metal right now? Oh, man. I'd rather eat the rubber than the metal. I mean, chicken sometimes tastes a little rubbery. I just thought that's how it tasted, you know? 
But if there was a piece of metal in my chicken, I think I'd know about it. I wouldn't just keep eating. Regardless if you know or not, why you got metal shards in your freaking chicken? This isn't a prison shank. Why is what is going on? <laughs> yeah, we got to do that. Where's the quality control player? <laughs> Absolutely. And Ed, uh, this will be your time to rant away. I don't know how much time we have for you to rant, but uh, my boy Daniel Julius Caesar, fellow Canadian. Oh no! He managed to piss off the internet. Why? What did he do, Ed? Oh my God! Listen, I won't get too deep into it because it involves people named Yes Jules, and if you don't know who she is, be glad you don't. She's a pointless Instagram personality. I hate that there are people famous. We talk about the Kardashians being famous for doing nothing. Well, there are even less people who are more famous for doing absolutely nothing. At least they got a TV show. This person has nothing. Anyway, this Yes Jules comes into conversations about cultural appropriation, yada yada, blah blah blah. And now we are with Daniel Caesar who has decided to defend the honor of this weirdo and trashing pretty much all of his black fans in the process. Let me tell y'all player something. You should have known something was up with this dude when he got the blonde McCulloch Culkin haircut like Kanye West did. When you knew that was up, he sold his soul out the door. So, hmm. again, when the Jacquees King of R&B stuff came up and everyone was screaming, oh, well, he's the best artist of his generation. And I'm like... I guess y'all didn't hear Daniel Caesar's album, which was better, and sold more, and had higher charting singles. So I think he has the crown if you're going to do that. Even if he has the crown, at this point, take it away, he don't deserve it. I'm tired of us elevating artists because they're talented and allowing them to comment on social issues. Just because you make a good song does not mean you have the right to talk about what's going on socially. When clearly... You don't know what you're talking about. So go sit down with your blonde hair and your privilege and allow the adults to have the intelligent conversations. Yeah. Shout outs to the Canadians out there doing it big for R&B. But Tom, as we're sitting down and thinking about all of this, I think it's time to grab our popcorn and our soda because John B is about to join us on the podcast. Oh, man. We're excited. All right, guys. Like I said... Every week, we try to bring in a special guest, someone that has brought soul back. And Tom, I'm really excited about this one. You managed to finally get it done. Who do we have on the podcast today? <laughs> I, I think this is probably our most requested guest for the podcast, the, the amazing John B. He's someone I could call a friend of mine and someone who just has made such amazing music for so many years and has such an impact uh, on R&B music. So just so excited to have John B. on the podcast, man. Welcome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tom. Want to start out, John? Man, we there was so much excitement when we heard this new this new single was coming out with Donnell Jones. Man, a collaboration of two '90s legends. Man, it just just tell us about this song, understand it, and and what this is all about. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm super excited about it myself. Um, we just finished the video for this, and you know that really kind of like put everything, really made it that much more real for me. You know because. When I first wrote the song, I wrote, you know, I wrote and produced the record. <clears throat> actually, a friend of mine, Tim Carter, uh, people would know Tim, actually. If you watch the They Don't Know video, I'm getting, the very beginning of the video, I'm getting my hair cut in a, in a barber. You know, barbers 
cut mm-hmm. my hair in a barbershop. And the barber is Tim Carter. And Tim I Carter actually remember right. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tim has been a long-time friend of mine, and he always was a great singer and a great songwriter. But he became an incredible vocal coach, and his work with everybody from Fifth Harmony and all the, the girls in Fifth Harmony to uh, to Beyonce. I mean, you know, so wow. he's he's well well established in his his own right, and that's Tim Carter. So he helped me write the verses on Understand, and it's interesting when when he wrote the record with me. Uh, you know, I, I did my my I, I recorded it, and I said, you know. The cadence of the first verse, man, it kind of, I don't know if that's me all the way. It sounds more like Donnell Jones than it does me, you know. <laughs> and I just kind of mm. said that as soon as I heard that, you know. I wasn't thinking, let me make this a duet with Donnell Jones. It wasn't yeah. until I ran into Donnell, uh, we were doing a show together, and we kept running into each other. We would do these lineup shows where, you know, I'd see him backstage, and, hey, man, we got to do something, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be dope, yeah. And, uh, you know, we never made it happen. So after this last time seeing him at this, at this one show, um, I gave him a key with uh, some music on it. And Understand was one of the joints. Mm. And he instantaneously got back to me, and he was like, yo, I really like number four, man. That, that Understand joint, that, that's the one right there. And I said, well, it's, it's crazy because that's the one I had in mind for you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It, it works perfect. So um, let me know when you're available to, to do it. And let me tell you, it, it, it took a long time to get the record done. It was, it was actually, I waited a long time, but it's because both of us had such grueling uh, tour schedules that, um, yeah, it's it's hard to, like, you know, get the time right, coordinate the time. So we were finally able to get this thing done. Um, and when I heard the record... Because he recorded his verse um, at his studio, and he sent me it, and I was just like, "Oh man, you, you did it! You know, you made, you made it so you, you know, you, uh, you put your your swag on it, and just you know, completely murdered the record. So, mm. took it to a whole nother level. And then I just said to him, I said, "Now we do the video for this, and and it's a movement, you know. So oh, yeah, man. we got we got the video done and." I feel real good about it. I haven't really felt this good about a song I put out in a really long time. Wow. Um, and you know, just the quality of the whole thing is a very high one, I will say. You know, from my experience, I've done a lot of collaborating over the years and this means the most to me that anything has in a really long time. Um Wow. Reminds me of how I felt like when I did Are You Still Down? You know, just Wow. I, the audience ain't even heard it yet, and I, you know, already feel like it's a hit. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, John, when I tell you, man, the excitement for this is is off the charts. Basically, when we when we were sharing the news about this collaboration, and then we found out it's the first single from you new, your new album, and people have been waiting a long time, as you know, for a John B. album. So, man, what can you tell us about the album? Well, the album is, uh, you know, is coming too. I mean, that's I'm so excited to have the album coming out too. You know, I'm. It took a very long time um, to get this one done, but I will say it's this is the the album is sort of the sum of a lot of different you know moments in time that really 
are important moments in time for me, and I was able to um, to kind of like have these little pockets of time be, you know, sort of like last forever now with these songs. Um, I'll always remember because what I did was, you know, I took certain songs from like certain years, like maybe something back from late 99 or something, and I updated it and I made it, you know, put some new drums to it, layered up some vocals, put some new keys on it and updated it so it had this very unique quality to it because it wasn't right now, it was kind of vintage, but it it was updated. So, <laughs> you know, there's joints like that that are very much um, gems that, you know, have been around for a while now and just kind of age like wine. And I'm very happy to share those records. But at the same time, there's new music that just got created um, over the last couple of years. Songs like Understand. And there's also a very... Um, I, one of my favorites on the on the album is called Waiting on You, and uh, I did that with my boy Brady, who actually is my bass player, you know, f- from my band, you know, uh, and uh, you know Tom, yep. you've seen many shows yeah. at the BB King. Absolutely, Brady, <laughs> yeah. Brady's a yep. very very you know virtuoso bass player. That's our uh, boy, yeah. Brady, Brady Watt is, is his name. You can check him out, Brady Watt. Um, we actually just did a a thing together for his bass and bars um uh episode thing that he's doing and he's oh, wow. doing he's he's doing collaboration live collaborations with with all the people that he you know he grew up loving and that actually he's gotten to know through you know being the bass guy on the road and uh so Quali is on there I'm I'm featured on there so yeah you can check him out uh Brady Watt bass and bars we just did are you still down live on my balcony it was lit. <laughs> dope, dope arrangement he made of the bass where he basically played the chords and the bass line all on the bass, just all live. And he's also a very unique bass player because he's a, he's a fretless bass player. So it's it's you know he has a certain tonality that's very unique. But anyway, we did this record together, Waiting on You, and um, it's probably the only record on the album that I will say. Uh, happened in one day. It was just like I got I got down in the studio and I said I was going to write a record, and I did just that. And I I didn't stop until it was done. You know, I didn't I didn't break it up into two days or three days or whatever. You know, it just got it just got done. It was a solid train of thought um, from beginning to end. And it's interesting because the song is is called Waiting on You, but what the song really represents to me is more like my creativity. And when that moment comes to you of like feeling like you're in your zone, you know, you sometimes you have to wait a long time to get back in that zone. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, man, where's the inspiration right now? You know, you feel the weight of the world or whatever. So that sometimes can feel like a uh, writer's block. And right. so you're waiting for those, you know, those moments to come of, sort of like clarity and focus. But at the same time the song's also about waiting for your your lover, you know, your the one you love to sort of like meet you halfway and be be there with you, really be there with you because uh, sometimes we just get so lost in the the responsibilities of the day, you know, um that we tend to have 
you know, we tend to like be blind, take a blind eye to to a lot of the other things, you know, in our life, right. relationship wise. Oh, yeah. So the song is to help strengthen that and waiting on you, sort of like I, you, know, you can keep me waiting all my, I wait all my life for you, just because when you show up, it's perfect timing, you know. It's, right. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna spoil it. So I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give you guys a sample of what the song is talking about. But we appreciate yeah. that, John. Absolutely. Yeah. John, man, before you got on the podcast, we were just talking about your impact the love we have for your music and the fact that we have been waiting so long, no pun intended with the waiting, but Ed, <laughs> Ed, Ed, absolutely. Ed, you, um, Very fitting as well, right. you know, right. <laughs> for that reason. So Ed, yeah. can you Thank chime you, in and help us out and, and let us know the impact of John and what he's done for us as, as listeners and also how excited you are to hear a new album from John B. in 2019? Man, listen, you know, I was down... You know, are you still down? I've been down since '95, so look, I have man. seen the the evolution of John because I think his his contributions to R&B kind of get overlooked because he was sitting at the helm with Babyface at his peak in the mid '90s, going into the early 2000s, being the voice behind some of the best written songs in the history of R&B. So. You got that ride wave that you're riding, and then coming up into the 2000s, still putting out quality music. The thing that's always been crazy to me, though, John, and you can speak on this from your experience, a lot of our readers are like, oh, you know, I, I love John, I love Cool Relax, I love Pleasures You Like, but then it kind of like the conversation stops right there. And I'm like, you know, what happened to Helpless Romantic? What happened to Comfort <laughs> Thank So you, I man. feel like yeah. a lot of those, those hits got, that you had of, in the 90s, oh, under yeah, underappreciated. Yeah, but that's when the that's when the whole social media and internet sort of took over. And it was actually you know, before that, but it really got kinda like where there wasn't no more CDs being bought, you know what I mean? It just it wasn't a matter of are you gonna press up CDs um and, and go and go like that because unless you know, unless you have you know, a major situation going on with distribution and whatnot. And um, I was used to having distribution. I was used to having a major deal on a major label. When that when that sort of whole need for that kind of changed and everything began to be social media and Internet-based and people stopped buying records and it was more like, even if you had a record in the store, it didn't matter who you were. Nobody was buying it, and if they were getting, if they got you, John, it was for free on the internet. You know, so yeah, true. Very it was true. more like, okay, do you just kind of like just let people stream, and just so the whole streaming element started to be you know, begin being more relevant, and that was an adjustment for for me because I'm I'm used to giving people my whole cohesive project one in one in one go. You stand in line, you buy the John, you go you go unwrap it, sit in your car, you listen to all twelve, fourteen records, whatever it is, you know. And we get it done, uh, and you decide whether you like it or not. Um, now it's you don't even have the chance because you don't you don't know it's out, or you know it's you might have downloaded one or two or three records, or you know. So it's just not a different it's it's a different kind of um, engagement that the audience has with the music. But I feel like the diehard fans, the people that really enjoy uh, my music, will make the effort to go out. And you know, yes. and, and get the album, and yeah. 
and 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 figure out what what's going on. Some sometimes the most um, quality things in life um, are a little harder to find. You know, uh, you might find a dope ass jacket that is you know just an amazing coat that no one else has, but you found it in the back of like this boutique store that you know. What I mean? <laughs> so it's things are like that sometimes, you know. Um and I feel like my music is 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 in its own little comfortable corner uh waiting for people to discover it, you know. Um and I've never been one to sort of lust for fame. Right. So I feel like as long as I can make quality music and continue to put it out and perform it and really it's in the shows and proof is in the put as far as like being out there in front of the audience and crooning and showing that I have the passion every day to do what God put me on the planet to do, which is sing for you and create music for you. So, you know, if the music doesn't do it for you in terms of the, the actual songs that you hear me putting out, then I'm going to give it to you in the performance. And if, then if you still come in and you're not, you know, you're not feeling it, then... Hey, I don't know what to tell you. Man, John, you know, I love all that you're giving us right now, but one thing I did want to circle back to, you were talking about all these new records that are gonna be on the album, and let me tell you, there's one video on our YouTube page. Tom recorded it at your show at BB Kings a couple of years ago. The song Hurricane, that has so Oh many yeah. Views. On our page, and everyone is like, "Where the heck is that song?" So, John, yeah, well, you know, it's not song? coming out. I will say, oh. Oh. sometimes in life, you have to go through, um, you know, breakups. You know, you have to go through relationships that end up not working out, and you know, it's 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 a hard thing to address for me because it's like, you know, it's just like my divorce. You know, talking on the unsung. I don't know if anybody saw my unsung episode, but mm-hmm. that, that was very, very, you know, truth telling for me. Very much making amends with my history, you know, with my past and the things that I've been through. And so every time I talk about the past, I feel like very much like I'm sort of making amends. So with that, since you asked about it, um, the song was also very special to me. I wrote the song "Hurricane" with the uh, a very talented gentleman by the name of Eric Dawkins and also with the produced by Warren Campbell the track and I was excited about that track I really was but I, you know to tell you the truth it was a little premature of of release it, it sort of sort of got um out from under my feet and I really didn't feel like I had my feet fully planted on the floor you know uh like I'm used to having I felt like it it was moving before I, I even got a chance to say, okay, I'm ready, you know, uh, to where, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable with the release. Um, I didn't feel uh, like the business really made sense for me. And when the business um, supersedes the, uh, the the art, what is actually being released to people, what is actually, what are we giving them? When the business is more important than that, then you really have to go and re redefine what you're doing, you know what I mean, or decide whether you want to even do it at all. And at that point, I had recorded like nine songs, ten songs, you know what I mean? No, I don't think it was that many, but 
it was a good amount of songs that I had done um, with the intention of 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 putting those out you know not 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 putting them out but with the intention of saying okay we're going to have we're going to do good business and we're going to be able to make this thing happen and that that wasn't the case so with hurricane the hurricane came and went man <laughs> you know what i mean we kind of had to let that one kind of blow with the wind and right. uh but all due respect to everybody involved you know what i mean it's more like hey we couldn't get the business right so you know it is what it is I'm not gonna discredit anyone or tell any, you know, throw no shade or anything like that. I feel blessed. Like I, I was kind of tried through fire like a sword, being dipped in the fire. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. it came out even sharper. You know, so hence the album that no. you have before you right now. Yeah. Enough talking Thank about you, John. Hurricane. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing that we'll with us, John. In the past. We but still get asked for about allowing the... that one to be something that you know you you dug because yeah. I mean I dug it too. You know, appreciate that. We we still get asked about the Mr. Goodnight album, so you know we just want to clear it for the fans, and it's good that you were able yeah, to share it's, that it's, with, it's with us. Yeah, it's talk about it because now I have a reason to. You know, I have this this album understand. Yeah, that is uh, <clears throat> that's you know that I feel very very confident about, and right, it it, it kind of it took it took everything that you know Mr. Goodnight album couldn't be for me, you know, but nevertheless was a stepping stone and, 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 and very much a uh, a learning process right. for me of, of what I wanted to do. And so, yeah, well, that, that that was cool to be able to have uh, all those people kind of like as, you know, um, right. just help season season what I already had going on, which was, was, was dope. I appreciate everybody for that, you know. John, let me switch gears a little bit because, you know, um, this UK show you had recently with Donnell Jones where you kind of, first revealed the single you guys had and just all the love you were getting out in the UK made us really think like about how much love that Europe shows to R&B artists, especially from oh, the man. 90s. And before, I mean, but, but John, but John, before you chime in, let me have Ed speak on this a bit. Cause we talk about this all the yeah. time on the podcast. Cause yeah. it's like, it's so disappointing to us. Cause like in, in the U S here, it's like, we, we act like artists fell off or no longer relevant, but in reality, these are legends. We should be appreciating, but Ed, you chime in on this. Yeah, because we've talked about this a lot before, and it's I know um, John can weigh in because it's kind of a cultural thing, but we, you know, my man Keith Sweat has talked a million times about how much love he gets in Japan. We just had Pam on from Total last week talking about yeah. how her singles were doing really well over there. But mm-hmm. I wonder if, and John, I want to get your opinion, if it's a cultural thing, because I know a lot of times I'm out here on social media, I'm the grouchy old man beating the drum, against younger fans and even older fans who are like, oh, if someone hasn't dropped a song in 30 minutes, they're irrelevant, they're falling <laughs> off, they wash, it's whatever. But a lot of the artists that we love and respect over there doing the thing, uh, A. Marie's another one, over there um, across seas pulling out lots of shows, packed shows, and a lot of their music is getting love. Why do you think that there's this big divide between the audiences here back at home and the ones across seas. Is it really sometimes I don't you really see that. I don't really see it because all I see is sold out shows everywhere I go. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, all I wow. see is, 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 is the success part of it. So the the, the picture that you paint is, is, is not relevant for me. You know, it's, wow. Um, I'm, I am very much at the top 
of the game as far as R&B game is pretty much no one except Genuine probably uh, who works more than I do um, <laughs> serving the R&B fans of the United States of America and the United States and 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 you know and and Europe the UK and I don't really go to Asia much but um, uh, I don't know man it's like people got to do their stats you know what I mean they got to do their homework as far as who's out doing what because um I don't know if there's someone else who's working harder than I am. I need, I need to know his name. I need yeah. to know. I need to get his agent's number. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, my wife is really she's she's a beast. You know, at booking the shows and making sure that we. I mean, I'm already booked all the way till summer. You know what I mean with an yeah. entire tour set up and, um, you know, so I don't I don't know what the perception is of of whoever, but that's what the reality of the situation is. Um. You know, I put Amazing. the asses in the seats, and people are coming to see the show. <laughs> and songs, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and that, if I couldn't do that, then I wouldn't have a career, and I wouldn't have a way to be able to still, cons- you know, consider the art of what I do, which is I still love songwriting and making beats and, and actually playing music. So if that can be special for people still after all this time, then that's a blessing in right. itself. And the old songs are sort of the um, the 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 vehicle that moves it all forward, you know, that makes it all sort of matter, uh, because of the old the old feelings, because of the old things that we went through. So a lot of us were raised, to, you know, a lot of the kids were raised to this music, and you know, they don't even know why they like it. They're like, man, because I was I was born to that song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, the song was playing in my my crib. No, you know, but um, you know, it's it, you know, I, it has been twenty two years. It has been. 24 years um and a lot has changed but if you're still here and you're still doing it then that's all you need you know what i mean it's just the will to continue to do it who cares what anyone says i mean it goes back to my motto they don't know you know don't listen to what people say you know literally (laughs) you gotta go and you gotta check it out yourself and you gotta experience this this is just basically giving you my heart and i'm just as you know, as important as the next man. Um, but I have a way of doing what I do, and hopefully people have tuned in to the way that I do it. And as long as they continue to appreciate that, then I'll have a, I'll always have a sort of like a voice in this world. And, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing because I know what it's like to um, to have people have such incredible voices and then we don't hear them no more and then we miss them. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, what happened to that guy? And then we appreciate it appreciate them after it's too late you know they, they're gone and they're not yeah. making music because you know they're not here anymore but nevertheless uh we need to appreciate people while while we're here you know and but i Absolutely. think it begins with yourself and you appreciating yourself and being able to be like nah you know what no matter if the album just sells 10 copies this is like the greatest i feel so good about this you know what i mean before i put this out and that's where my heart is, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I continue yeah. to be content with everything I do. Wow, yeah. that's amazing, John. I wish everyone had that per- that that perspective. Yeah, well, it's it's easier <laughs> when you have bigger things to live up to, like like daughters and wives. Yeah, wife, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, people that really things that really really matter, like my time that I give them and the time I take to to be a father, is way more important than I, the time I take to. You know, to make my music because ultimately, I can't get that time back. 
I can always write another yeah. song. You know what I mean? So mm, that's how it's, it's taking me. It's, it's it's taking me to 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 do this album, like because I'm not the man I was at 21, where the only person I had to think about was was me. Now it's what would my wife do? What would my babies do? You know, yeah. how are yeah. they gonna feel? <laughs> and how is it gonna affect them? So yeah, understand is a perfect record to kind of hit the world with right now because it shows everyone where my me- you know my mental state is right now, like just like how I think and like what I'm about. And I've kind of always tried to make my models for life kind of like my hooks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, this is what I'm about right now. You know, that's how I feel. Right. You know? Yeah. John, it's so cool to hear you and, and your mind state right now. And, you know, we had Donald Jones on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Case, Montel yeah. Jordan, we had a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And, you know, you guys are all doing these shows together, these 90s tours. And do you ever look back or, you know, talk with these guys and reflect back on like just knowing that you guys made an impact and you guys are still on the road, still bringing people great memories, great performances. Like, do you ever reflect back on these moments with with your fellow uh, acts? Oh yeah, man, all the time. You know, that's the that's the beauty of it all. It's like, man, you know, uh, I had I had Donnell over for uh, for dinner after we did the video, and wow. uh, he's like, "Wow, man, this is nice. This house is nice. You know, this." Some you know have, how long have you lived here? And I said, this is the house I bought. You know, with the album Cool Relax. You know, oh, he's like, oh wow, man, that's cool. That's like me. You know, I have my house that I bought when I did. You know, where I want to be. And I said, of course, <laughs> from the face. You know, and uh, it just it's interesting because you talk about longevity and being able to sustain and just being able to have. If you still have something after all this time, after twenty four years. And not just something, but I mean, we we like I said, we're gigging all the time. We're on the road all the time. Uh, we're still writing all the time. You know, we're still collaborating, still trying to make music that people love. Um, so nothing has changed, and we've been able to steer this course and maintain this. So obviously, there's some we're doing something right, you know. And uh, I'm not one to toot my own horn. But I will uh, commend Arnell for the job that he's done and being able to just sing his songs for his fans and go everyone where and just let people know he's still here, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like, at, you know, at Soul Train, when Soul Train bigged us up with the, you know, opportunity to be able to sing at the Soul Train Awards 2018 and be together on that, you know, in terms of like the way they did the arrangement, they had us sequenced together, you know, to perform right back to back. Very, very much felt like I, I shared the stage with Don, Donnell. We had that moment that we were able to kind of blast off together. And ever since then, that was sort of like the defining moment of like, felt like the energy behind both of our careers. It was just like, I don't know, it's, it's yeah. something about performing for the people and making music for the people who you know already support you and already love you and they want to see you do well. They want to see the music. They, they're not like, hey, convince me. You know, I don't believe you. You know, do some dope. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> oh. more like, no, yeah, man, yeah, that's right. Keep it going. You know, and and it's like it's 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 a beautiful thing to celebrate that because that's what R and B is really about. It's the love, man. It's about the yeah. It's about the yeah. good feeling, the celebration, and the sorrow too, the sadness. You know, the passion behind the sadness and all of that. So yeah. 
it's everything, the yin and the yang. But one thing R and B ain't about is is that hate, that that shade. You know what I mean? That's not what that's that's more of like a newer kind of element to it, a ratchet element to it. I mm. I don't really like you know, and that's more of a youthful kind of younger. Uh, right. You still don't you still maturing, trying to figure out who you are if you hate and are literally, literally like worried about anybody else or what they got or what they're doing or anything like that. If you grow right. man, you stay in your own lane and you keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what Understand is all about. Um, the album's going to let you know in a real sweet, short way with 11 songs. I don't think I'm going to do more than 11. I might do 12, but I think 11 is good because I was born 11 11. So, oh, okay. oh 11, 11 is good. Yeah, 11 is good. So, but um, yeah, it's just a, it, to key you in on the man I am now at 44. You know? Yeah. So. Tom, I'm going to throw it to you really quickly because you've seen John B. live many, many times. And then, Ed, I'm going to throw it over to you so you hang tight. But, Tom, talk about the reaction when people or when John performs, they don't know and what that reaction is like. That's, well, always, starters, a song, that's always a song, man. That's, John, that's a let celebration, me, let me, John. Hello? Let me say, John, for starters, John. Yeah. You're the only artist I've ever seen who has the keyboard slash it, it, it's like a guitar sort of. Yeah, key, I've never seen any. I've never seen. You're the only artist. You're the only R&B artist using that, which is amazing. But let me say, when you sing, they don't know. Um, I. It's like it's like an amazing reaction from the audience because you don't even have to sing at that point. It, and it's, uh, it's, we, a, it's a it's, it's it, a beautiful thing to see. You know. Um, yeah. I, I mean, to see people hold on to. Um, that that moment of my life, and which I was, it was interesting because when I wrote that song, I was more like, it was I, it was to satisfy two parts of my my personality. One was I wanted to tell my 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 love at the time, my girl. I wanted to tell her, don't listen to what people, don't be jealous. Like come to me and ask me first. At least give me the benefit of your, you know the benefit of the doubt and just come to me. Let's keep hearsay out of our relationship. But the mm-hmm. other part of the song, the deeper part of the song, was more or less, I was trying to tell everybody who, who I was involved with, musically, artistically, business-wise, the fans, everything in the world, like, don't go off what you think it is. Give me a chance to give you who I am. Like, let me say who I am. Let, don't listen to what other people have to say about it. Like, come to me and, like, if you give me a chance to show, you know, show you who I am. I guarantee you that I'm not going to let you down, you know. And that's what the song, what the deeper meaning of it was, was that I felt like I was coming into my own on that song uh, because yeah. so much of what I was doing artistically had been overshadowed by Babyface uh, yeah. uh, for good reasons, for all deservable reasons. But nevertheless, you know, I was my own artist. I was, you know, I had my own voice. I had my own words, my own lyrics own production so you know that was my, but I gotta big up Tim Kelly and you know Bob mm. Bob Robinson for that as well um, being the production behind the track inspiring the song because when I wrote the song it was it was another one of those moments where I say it's very very rare where you have one of those moments where you go into the studio and you come out that same day with a finished song that was one of those days so yeah it was a beautiful thing wow 
And it's still right. a beautiful thing to sing it live for people and watch them sing, you're my angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beautiful thing, you know. And then, you know, at the very end when I'm like, they don't know about love, they don't know about love, they don't know about love. And everybody's singing the, singing the ad and I'm going, whoa, I don't even have to sing it no more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the lighters is up, the cell phones is up, everyone's singing. That's a beautiful thing, man. So God is good, man. I'm blessed, you know. That song has been a blessing to me. And, you know, I appreciate everybody for yeah. For enjoying it, for sure. Ed, I gotta ask you, Ed, because man, like John B's music has been embraced by R&B fans universally. We look at some of these newer acts now, um, <clears throat> like a Sam Smith or Adele. You know, R&B fans are kind of tiptoeing around them, saying maybe they're R&B, maybe they're not. So, Ed, <laughs> yeah. what drew R&B fans to John B in particular? I think I'm coming from that era, I think they came to it because of the style. Like when you listen to, you listen, he was just told you like broke down the story behind They Don't Know. That is a relatable song that is well-produced, well-written, and most importantly, sung with convincing emotion. Like when you put those three together, that's a classic. That's what makes a classic yeah. song a classic <laughs> record because right. it's believable and it connects. And I think that's why, I mean, a lot of times, we start to put artists in boxes for a lot of reasons, but when it comes to back then, understanding and loving a song, it all came down to believability, and that's what my man did each and every time out. Thank you, my bro. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that, man. That's <laughs> so, what's up. so, John, million-dollar question here. Yeah. If you could do it all over again with the success that you have now, and I'm not sure what the label, you know, if, <laughs> if they were pushing you towards a certain direction, but... Would you, are you happy with where you're at, or would you have wanted to dibble and dabble into that pop world? Oh, no. I mean, I'm I'm happy because I ended up exactly where I always, you know, you got you to gotta understand, like, I never had the ambition to be famous for the sake of just for everybody to know who I was and have a bunch of money and mansions. I come from a family of musicians. My father is a professor of music who's taught music at, at the college and is a conductor of orchestras and stuff like that for like 35 years, 40 years. There's a pianist, still teaches piano in her front living room to this day, over 35 years. She's concert pianist, very, very established. My sister is the principal violinist for the Brooklyn Symphony and plays the first chair in the Brooklyn Symphony. She teaches violin. Wow. My brother's a cellist. So I'm I'm a pianist and a songwriter, singer, drummer, you know, and, and that's that's innate in me. That's what I do, regardless of whether it's a category or, you know, I put a record out, whatever. It's I'm a musician, so I do it for different reasons. And my music has taken me on this journey that I've been able to have with putting these albums out, these cohesive, you know, bodies of work. And I feel very proud of my my bodies of work that I've been able to put out. I'm I'm an artist. That's what I do. Like people paint and make you know paintings and they put them up in museums. That's how I feel about my music. You know, and it goes up in right. the museum with all of the other art that all the other artists put up. And it's a beautiful thing for the people who've been paying attention because I do it a certain way. 
And I feel like if if people value what I do, then they'll see, you know, damn, he does it a little different than such and such. I like the way he does it too, you know what I mean? And and they stick with me, and it becomes this relationship that we've been able to share for for years now, you know. So it, it's just I just continue to just love the process and pay attention to the process. I, I don't feel like I know it all. I feel like I'm still learning the business because the business is part of what I don't like about being in the music business. <laughs> it's just like the business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate it. But nevertheless, I have to, it's an, it's a, you know, you have to have it. It's a component of what, what gets it all done. Um, but if all I could do, if all I had to do was just be in the studio or be on the stage and sing for you, that would make everything so perfect. It would make everything just, you know, a utopian world. But that's not the way that it is. Unfortunately, business gets right. in the way or makes things take longer. Or you have to plan things out a certain way or you have... You know what I mean? So it's it's a lot involved, and so you really it really comes down to whether you really enjoy what you do for the right reasons. And I feel like my career has been nothing but a blessing to me this entire twenty four years I've been able to make music for you. You know, absolutely. And John, we just got a couple minutes left. We just want to we're gonna hit you with an off the wall question. All right, you, <laughs> this one's a little crazy, but you you don't have to name the artist. But, you know, you do a lot of these shows with a lot of other 90s artists, the lineups, whatever, you know, like the festivals and stuff. Is there any artist that you do, that you dislike performing with aside, you know, who has, who gives you a bad experience, who just gives you a bad vibe? You don't have to name the artist. Just want to know if there's someone out there and tell us about that experience if there is one. Oh, you know what? I don't. I haven't met anybody, man, that I've had a bad experience with. I really? I have not wow. met one soul in this industry where I've been like, you know, oh, I couldn't share the stage with him or I couldn't be on the stage with him. Literally, like, I mean, oh. yo, man, I think the most ugliest people are like the people around the people who do what I do. You know what I mean? The people who are trying to yeah. be somebody in the business that really, you yeah. know, it takes a lot <laughs> because you have to have integrity. And there's not everybody with a lot of integrity walking around. Not to say that there's, Look, we're out there. We're all soldiers. We're all fighting for the same thing. But the bottom line is that some have some people have more integrity than others, and some have a thicker skin than others, and can deal with with conflict better than others. And I'm one of those guys. Like I'm a I'm a resilient soul. I'm I got a tough skin, and it's it's going to take a lot to take me out of the game. Well, it I'm not even going to speak on that. I'm saying though, <laughs> living on living on. Living on Living on the, uh, living with the uh, the guardian angels that I have over me, watching over me, yeah. I'm I'm good. Uh, the 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 L has already been taken for me. You know what I mean? I'm covered. So, um, like, but but bottom line is, is if you don't believe in what you're doing right now, you need to question why you're even doing it. Are you doing it mm-hmm. for others or for what others are thinking about you or what others are saying about you? Or are you doing it because you believe in what you're doing, and you you don't need anybody to validate you but you. And that's just real. I don't care what it is in your life that you're doing, you know. Until you can validate yourself by just allowing yourself to just breathe free and just be still and just be cool with what God gave you, then you're still searching for it. But I found my peace, and that's why I'm able to put this album out, because I feel focused, I feel ready. 
And I feel like right. others should be blessed by the music I'm making right now, you know? It's, it's Absolutely. Totally. Now, John, one question for you. Your song, Pride and Joy, because mm. I'm a huge Jodeci fan, I can hear them in oh, the Oh, yeah. Can you just they, can you just Casey and JoJo on the background on that, man. Pick yeah. up my boys. Yeah. How'd that happen, though? How did they get on the back? Oh, yeah, well, we were on tour together. That's another thing about the road, you know? Just like it brought me and Donnell Jones together, it brought me and Casey and JoJo together, and we were able to do many tours together. Uh, months on the road, buses, and every state in the United States, man. We've done south, north, east, west. That's so So, yeah, man, I mean, that, that whole experience of, you know, the tour really brought us together that I just, you know, actually we were managed by the same manager too uh, for a little while. Oh, okay. That's how, that's what kind of made that whole thing that much easier. I was like, hey man, see what Casey and JoJo are doing today. I want to see if they'd be down and come to the studio and check this record out I got. I need them to sing backgrounds on it. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> they come to the studio. Wow. How can I tell you how I love you, girl? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. <laughs> well, John, you know, thank you so much. Just to wrap up, man, we just got to let you know the real reason we wanted to have you on this podcast. We were just hoping to get a free pair of those speakers you have coming oh. up. The Golden Souls, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they say this dude anyway. Yo, big up, man. Uh, Yo, big up, Jessica Rich, man. You know, she, she, uh, she had the vision, and she's been a supporter of my music for a long time, so I can't think of a better person to do a collaboration like this with. Um, I want to support her dreams as she supported mine. So, uh, and, and let alone, it's just a badass sneaker you know, boot, you know what I mean? It's just a John, John, can I just say this, though? I, I mean, when we saw this news, it was like, not only, wow, does John B. have a dope shoe coming out, but, man, we do not see R&B artists having their own shoe coming out. Like, that is so dope in my mind. Like, that's, oh, man, to me, thank that's amazing. You. Yeah, no, it is absolutely a great way to um, to branch out and do other stuff, man. You know, um, I've always been one into into fashion, and fashion is a big part of what I do. Um, you know, wifey and I do all the styling for everything. Well, we do have our friends, you know, in the styling department that we love to work with, but primarily everything you see is that I wear is my wife and I, you know, just putting it together, going shopping together, and just picking out stuff. And um, when I saw the sneakers, the golden sole is what I call them, the golden soles. And it really represents something for me, too, being that the name is golden soles. It's just, it gets back to, like, what I'm about. You know, you, you know, the soul's got to be authentic. It's got to be real. These soles are are, um, are gold, and it's the kind of gold that doesn't rub off. It's very, very, it's not like a paint that just, you know, it'll be wear and tear and it's flaking off. They're very, very sturdy. It's very, very quality, quality shoe. Even the bottom of the sole is gold. So I felt like it's very royal. It's very, very um, fitting for where my headspace is right now. Her line is called I Am King. So I feel like everyone should be a king in their own right, you know, and a queen in their own right. And we should all walk around with our heads up in the air knowing that we're here for a reason, each one of us, you know. And if you feel royal like that, you want to, you know, put some gold on your feet to, like, compliment, like, every little gold accent you have with the, whatever your watch or whatever. It, it's that extra little flair. I, I, and I also feel like it would be that much more uh, effective for my shows. 
something little right. like that. You know, the black ones are dope. The white ones are dope for the spring and the summer. Mm-hmm. I see them on the yacht, the yacht parties, or you know, <laughs> at the beach. You know what I mean? It's very, very like, you know, those, those are the those are the stunning boots right there, and they're actually affordable too. They're not going to be like. On Kanye prices, you know, it's not on. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, 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 whatever. You know, they're they're gonna be uh, like two hundred something. You know, I think two fifty something like that. Um, you know, just to uh, just to be, you know, they're they're high end. You know what I mean? They're they're just high end enough for accessible for for everyone. You know, because they're not Nikes. You know what I mean? They're not like, you know, just like. Sneakers like regular sneakers. These are these are the gold. Yeah. These are the special Johns you don't always wear. You know, you you might rock these like for a special event or something. You know, special right. occasion. <laughs> well, John, we're out of time, man. We want to thank you once again so much for joining us, man. We've been trying to make this happen for a while because you're one of the most requested guests, like we said. So, oh man, so happy to have you. Thank you so us. much. And thank uh, you so much you know, for always being so supportive yeah. of me, man. You know, and everyone out there, you know. Uh, you guys as well. Uh, thank you so much for your questions, and just thank you for being keyed into what I'm doing right now. Because most importantly, I want everyone to know, single is coming in April. It's definitely, uh, you know, the video is done. We're, we're putting this thing out, and you know, I need everyone's support because we're doing this independently. And um, right. every every time you you do this as an you know independent person. Uh, it's it's very very it's a lot involved and it's a lot going on. So if people just bear with us, you know what I mean, through the process, and you know we're learning as we go too. And um, but I think that when you see the the, the product, or what we're doing, you know, the video, the song, everything, you're gonna see it's it's not only a good thing to come to the live show and hear the old songs that you know, but it's a good thing to keep up with me as an artist because I'm putting that that real R and B out for you. I mean, this is a real, it's a real project, it's a real R&B album, and I'm not sort of like experimenting this time. This is, I'm gonna give you exactly what you came for. Right. <laughs> All right. Enough selling, the, selling myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but John, we'll we'll continue as a team to continue to support you. Let people know what you got coming out, and even when you don't have something coming out, we'll remind people how much dope music you put out before and remind people that you're one of the, the living legends we have. So we, we'd love Thank to you, do that friend. for you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. For sure. Oh, man, appreciate so. you guys, man. God bless you, man. And uh, all the best to you, man. We'll all right, see you John. soon with that new video. Understand, y'all. And that was John B. on the podcast. Tom, are we going to get some new shoes soon? Man, those shoes are already in the mail, guys. I can, I can already feel it. He's going to hook us up. <laughs> You can already feel it. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to John B. One of our favorites. One of the website's favorite, actually. Absolutely. One of the internet's favorites. I mean, people ask me about John B. at least once a week, and it just drives me nuts because people think he disappeared after Cool Relax. Look, he's been here. He's still here. He's got some new stuff coming up really, really, really soon. Damn right. So. You know, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Ed, what's going on with SoInStereo.com? We, you know, a lot of times when we talk on um, here, we talk about what we have going on on our respective sites, at least in the past few months, but not recently. You know, you guys will be like, man, R&B is so slow. There's not really much going on. Well, hip hop has been freaking dormant lately. I don't know why everybody's on hibernation. 
So not too much going on on the rap front, but I did have time to <laughs> revisit our man Tom's favorite artist, Mr. Music Soul Child, hmm. and check out Soul and Stereo because we are ranking his entire discography from bottom to top. And as much crap as I love to give Tom about music, you cannot deny that the man has one of the most consistent careers in the history of R&B. So if you want to go revisit some of his albums and see where your favorites landed, go check out Soul and Stereo. I'm impressed, Ed. It almost seems like I paid you to put up such a positive article. (laughs) Well, you know you didn't because your pocketbook is way too tight to pay your bill for some press like that. Damn. Now, now, Tom, can you quickly, uh, with the limited amount of time we have left, can you rank those music dis- that music discography for us really quickly? And we'll see how much it aligns with Ed. We'll see if you guys are best friends or if you guys hate each other. All right. Um, that's a tough one. I didn't, haven't thought about this in a while. But my, I'll probably the, first, the best one I'd say is I Just Want to Sing. I think Ed, you agreed. After that, I mean, it's like a personal choice for me. Like his first four to me are, are personally better than the, the the next ones, which isn't to say any are bad. But I will probably go uh, Soul Star, then Just Listen, then Love and Music, and then probably probably Feel the Real, then Music and the Magic, Life on Earth on my radio. And there you I'm have it. I think that, that. that sounds very similar to Ed's, but check out Ed's. Uh, list on soinstereo.com. Tom, what's going on with you know I got soul.com? Just uh, a lot of new music coming out. Be sure to head over to the site. We have a Spotify playlist set up. We're going to start ramping that up a bit more, but just so you can listen to everything we talk about in here, we put some of the best songs that come out every week on there, add them to the playlist, so check that out. Um, just get caught up on everything that's happening in r and B. I don't, I don't want to credit Jacquees, but man, this has been a, a a kind of a busy year for R&B. Not album-wise, but news-wise, single-wise. Like, stuff is happening. And there's some good music coming out. So, you know, get familiar with what's out there and check it out. There you have it. And, uh, Tom, I know you've been working on our Spotify playlist as well. So stay tuned for that. I know we talk about a lot of new music on the podcast. And I know you guys want to listen to it. And we want to make it as convenient as possible for you guys. So we're trying to put together a official, I mean, we already have one, but we want to make it even better, uh, a Spotify playlist. So stay tuned for that. But guys, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, hopefully we have another exciting guest who can join us next week. But guys, until then, I'll chat with you guys next week.